Evening. We've got a busy show coming up. There's more live Premier League, a couple of live games. We'll keep an eye on those across the evening. Arsenal in Europa League action as well. We will hear from Nathan Collins after 8 o'clock. Our Republic of Ireland and Wolf centre-back, 21 years of age. Destined for the big time if he's not already there. Future Ireland captain in the making. Uh, we will talk to him just after 8 o'clock about what's been a difficult start to the season for him. Uh, particularly with Wolves struggling at the bottom of the Premier League table. Uh, we'll hear from John Giles at half past 7. Uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, Liverpool-Manchester City. When I spoke to John earlier, he said, I want to talk about the big game last weekend. Liverpool-Manchester City feels like it was about three months ago at this stage. Uh, but he's going to talk about that. And also on the breaking news uh, that Cristiano Ronaldo has been dropped from the Manchester United squad uh, for this weekend's game against Chelsea. He's going to be told to train with the kids because he refused to come on last night against Tottenham. I'm sure everybody saw the footage as it was happening in the last few minutes of Cristiano Ronaldo walking down the tunnel. Uh, went straight from the tunnel. So there's sort of been a drip feed of information of just how bad this was from Cristiano Ronaldo as the day has gone on. At first it was, well, he just walked down the tunnel and left early, which is uh, unacceptable and feels a little bit unprecedented. Uh, Then it turned out he'd actually just picked up his gear and walked straight out of the stadium before the match had even finished. So he was gone. Uh, Ironically, uh, the uh, word out of Old Trafford is the other players didn't notice he wasn't there when they were celebrating in the dressing room after beating Spurs. Uh, And then today it emerged that he actually refused to come on. Mm. So the story was, and everyone assumed, oh, he was annoyed that he wasn't being brought on and that's why he left. But actually, Eric Ten Hag had tried to bring Cristiano Ronaldo on in the closing stages. Uh, Ronaldo had a, went into a huff, said, no thanks, and just stormed out of the ground. And in the last half an hour, Manchester United have released a statement and they've said that Cristiano Ronaldo will not be part of the squad for the game against Chelsea. So decisive action from Eric Ten Hag. Uh, Mick McCarthy is in studio. Richie McCormick is with us as well. Good evening, Richie. Richie? Hello, Richie. Richie's in shock. He's done a Ronaldo on it. At the Ronaldo Just now, not coming on tonight. Nah, I'm done. He's Carlos Tevez, this. No, he's gone. Um, we don't. We don't have Richie. We've we've been given the old uh, throat slit of doom from Stephen in the box there. Um, yeah, look, this is a this is a fascinating story. Funnily enough, for so many elements to it, Nathan, I found that the reaction in the office and in, in the off the ball office seems to be. I suppose the main thing seems to be that Ten Hag has done a really good job here. That he's handled this situation beautifully all the way through. He almost knew that Ronaldo would eventually snap, for want of a better word. And he retains the moral high ground. He's never undermined him. He's never made public comments about him. He's been nothing but praiseworthy. And Ronaldo has gone and shot himself in the foot. And Man United fans aren't going to accept this. And rightly so, I would say. Uh, This kind of sulking behaviour, bigger than the club, bigger than the team. And Eric Ten Hag, on the back of United's best performance that I can remember in quite a long time, like it, it, the timing mm. couldn't be more perfect for him in that way either. No, he is in a real position of strength. And I think most Manchester United supporters have become increasingly fed up with Ronaldo after that initial burst of enthusiasm and even with all the goals he scored last season. 
there was a sense that he had destabilised the team and the squad. And like, when has this happened before? To just literally walk down the tunnel and walk out the stadium. I know he did it in pre-season. Uh, can I say, like, you know the way I'm saying like that there's so many elements to this. Can I go into a really pedantic one? How does Cristiano Ronaldo grab his gear and leave Old Trafford when there's 80,000 people in the stadium and some of them are leaving early for traffic? It seems, I don't understand. I'm sure they have like, I don't think they've got like secret tunnel ways. Well, but I can't imagine they, they just going out into a, his car. They, they do have a sort of secret tunnel way where you come out of the dressing room and you can go straight out those big doors. You'll often see them as they're walking in. Into like a car park. Into a car park, which will be a private car park. And you can hop in the car and somebody will just drive them home. And away you go. You've beaten the traffic because the game is still on. It's an oh, ideal okay. scenario. Uh, them not noticing him there. Pretty funny. And it always did feel like Ronaldo sulking. Like which has been just a, an element of his career for so long. We were talking about it on the, in the show during the week actually. We were talking about the, the, the um, game from the weekend. Was... You know, it was always tolerated, I suppose, because Cristiano Ronaldo was the most important player at every club he's been at since, you know, his second season or third season at Manchester United um, until this year, really. Even last season, he was probably United's most important mm. player, rightly or wrongly. And then suddenly now he's on the out and that sulking is is increasing as his importance gets less. And I feel like it's there's a part of me that, while respecting him as one of the best footballers of all time, feels that there is a comeuppance to this that has been nearly 20 years in the making. But does this not underline his greatness and what made him great, that that he can't see it? Don't raise your eyes to heaven. That He's he can't see it player from our point of view. Like, I think anybody looking at this, and as you said, Manchester United, their best performance possibly in seasons last night. Yeah. Why, when you've actually played the last couple of matches when you've been involved and you've done alright you've done alright in a couple of those games and you're probably going to see plenty of game time for a 37 year old earning half a million quid a week that actually you just sit there and you take it and you know what you're an older player you're a leader you go in and say unbelievable delighted get behind everybody and hope you get your chance at the weekend because there's so many matches but instead on that night you decide I'm just going to walk out because for him in his head he's the greatest player of all time and it yeah. makes no sense. And I think anybody who but follows does he think football, he's the greatest player of current time? I think he probably does. My microphone's just gone on the blink there. Mm. Don't touch that lead again. You might want to put your pop shield on your oh, microphone apologies. there. No, oh, are we that's back? Better. That's better. Beautiful. My, ear, my ears Beautiful. hurt me less now. We're back. As uh, anyone listening in, we're back in the old news talk studio. It's well, it's the new news talk studio, but we have our own studio. Uh, but it's a radio studio, so we can go very deep with our voices if we want. Yeah, Nathan. Nathan's forgotten how to how to use a real I apologize. An old school radio. But I, I I I don't know. Do you? I suspect Cristiano Ronaldo thinks he is still, without question, the best player in that Manchester United team. It's mad. He probably does. He Richie, probably does, Richie, yeah. you're with us. Richie's does back. Cristiano Ronaldo think that he's the best player in that Manchester United mm. team? He probably does. Yeah, yeah, but it probably shows the way a the arrogance of him, which is obviously going to always be there, and b the kind of how detached from reality people at that level can become no that's, matter what that's what profession. you need to be like do you not need to be detached no, from reality right from the very start that actually you never you, suffer setbacks you just have this insane ego and internal confidence that if you were to break it down and sit and analyse things like the rest of us well he wouldn't get out of bed in the morning but actually no, he's Cristiano Ronaldo I'm the greatest no you can you can have ego and you can have a massive outsized ego like players and it's not just him obviously players of his calibre uh, often do 
But there needs to be a grounding in some level of reality. And to see somebody walk out of a stadium, um, like uh, judging by the Ted Lasso episode where Ted walked out of the stadium uh, during was it the FA Cup final, the FA Cup semi-final, mm. I can only imagine the adventure that Ronaldo went on to have last night. And hopefully that's been documented uh, by a streaming service. But like this, this kind of shows why Ferguson was right about Roy Keane ultimately. Because the consensus was, looking back, is that when Roy Keane went on his MUTV rant, is that he was shot. And his days at United were numbered anyway in terms of playing. And it was almost the humane call from Alex Ferguson to take him out back and shoot him in the head. And that's what should have happened Cristiano Ronaldo at the start of this season. It's a he bit extreme. Back of Old Trafford <laughs> and yeah. put down. Because that, that's what you do with okay, okay, an old horse. That is what you do with an old horse. You, get, you, like, you, you take them out and you put them down. He should have been put down at the start of the season. And now they have the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, let's leave the murder metaphors. Uh, <laughs> they could have just sold no, it. Do you know what, though? Richie's making a, a good point. And I think this goes to my point about the credit that Ten Hag takes here because maybe they should have got rid of him in the end season. And I don't think ultimately Ten Hag is responsible for that. I think that was more of a club thing plus not finding a suitable buyer and so on, right? But Ferguson was the only person who rightly or wrongly had the power the tenure, the experience, everything else to do what Manchester United did to Roy Keane. Especially if you listen to Roy Keane, you will say that he was treated very, very poorly by United because ultimately Ferguson decided to cut the court, right? Ronaldo, of a similar stature there, very hard for Ten Hag to do that when he's only been there a couple of months. He hasn't done what Alex Ferguson has done. And look, he bided his time but he has ultimately made that decision and Cristiano Ronaldo is training with the kids at the moment and Ten Hag has seemingly, at least for now, won that battle. That is a big move for a manager. At, at a club that, they since Ferguson left, nobody has been able to get a handle on and his brief has been to come in and take hold of that club and he's done it. It's like I, well, I, I was criticising him here a month ago. I just, I'm very impressed with him. The 20th he of October because here. he didn't want Ronaldo there and Ronaldo didn't want to be there, it seemed. But the Glazers decided they were going to keep him. Yeah, so he had to manage that situation. And it looks like, and again, Ronaldo's out of the squad. Nobody's complaining about it. The club are backing him up. You know, there, there's another world in this where the club could say, Ronaldo's too important to us. You're not, you're not, we're not releasing any statement about him here. He should be in the squad against Chelsea. Uh, the various stories are starting to come out, as I'm sure they will, for the battle for hearts and minds between Cristiano Ronaldo and Eric Ten Hag over the next few days. Uh, Ten Hag is aware of Ronaldo's reluctance to engage with certain members of his inner circle. Doesn't like the coaching staff. Uh, wasn't happy with Carrington, so they made some improvements over the summer to keep Cristiano Ronaldo happy. Uh, but it seems that he's not fully convinced by Eric Ten Hag or his coaching team. So uh, this is a developing story. <laughs> We'll keep an eye on it. I'm sure Cristiano Ronaldo will have something to say. If Ronaldo don't train him with the kids, yeah, it's a that's, great experience. That's a kids. documentary in itself. Like you know, can you imagine that? Like it's like the the, the young ch- chaps turning up. Paul McShane's the manager, and in walks Ronaldo. Get McShane on. Yeah, he's not going to talk about it. Let's give it a, co- <laughs> let's give it a couple of weeks. To- <laughs> What was, what was his attitude when he just rocked up a training? He, he just rocked up a training. He's there. He's going to be arm around the arm around the shoulder of the kids. See, this is the thing we don't know about Ronaldo. We see all this sulking all the time, and we see, like you said, maybe it comes from the fact that he can't handle the fact that he's not centrally involved anymore, and his ego can't handle it. But teammates have often always spoke very, very well about Ronaldo. 
And well, about, even and those stories this evening so are I that, wouldn't be surprised if he is helping out the kids if he's uh, if he's there training. Well, there are, as part of that same story uh, in The Guardian, it's in a few of the um, papers this evening, that Ronaldo has been very helpful and mentoring some of the younger players and that's been appreciated by all around him. So uh, even though it seems he has you know, destroyed Harry Maguire and undermined him at every corner with other players, he has actually uh, been of benefit. So you know, the Harry Maguire thing definitely is a very big asterisk on that, uh, trying to get the captain sack so you could become the captain. Uh, 53106 is the text number add off the ball and any of our social channels the news round is brought to you with Gillette in association with Movember Effortless Shave Magnificent Mo you can sign up or donate now at movember.com so Richie where are we starting? Uh, At Old Trafford where Manchester United as we've heard say Cristiano Ronaldo won't be involved in Saturday's Premier League meeting with Chelsea in a short statement this evening club said the rest of the squad is fully focused on that fixture. Ronaldo left the dugout and apparently Old Trafford before the end of last night's 2-0 win at home to Tottenham. The 37-year-old had been an unused sub and the Mail reported this evening that Ronaldo refused to come on late in the game. Uh, so this story in Mayo GEA about an incident in a game between uh, Castlebar Mitchells and Westport, an under-17 game, it came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there was... Uh, an incident involving a adult and obviously an under-17 player, a child on the pitch, and there was a suspension handed out. It seems like it's been overturned, but it's it's gone to Tusla now. Yeah, it has Mayo GEA say they'll continue to liaise with Connacht GEA and the GEA centrally regarding concerns raised by Castlebar Mitchells. The club has submitted a report to the GEA and to Tusla saying they have a reasonable grounds for concern relating to child abuse. It follows an incident at under-17 semi-final which resulted in an individual being dealt a 96-week ban that was appealed down to just two games. Mitchells say the appeal findings are, quote, not in keeping with the best interests of child welfare. They've called for the suspension of the under-17 Mayo Championship after Westport were reinstated. Yes, yeah, so there's obviously a few parts to this make. Obviously, it's an extremely serious incident when it's been reported to Tusla. And what will raise eyebrows is the appealing of a ban from 96 weeks down to two matches. Yeah. And also the fact that Westport had been allowed back in. And I, I, I know people are quite uncomfortable as to what the sanctions should be when an individual involved with a club, whether attacks as his here a child or a referee, should the whole club pay for that? Should the, Is it right that the team is thrown out? I feel it is. So, yeah... Can I just say first of all that I don't know enough about this particular situation to like you know, the the specific story in Mayo. I think isn't what you know. I don't want to comment on it too much, but I will say that there's two things there. I think you're right. The, the club, the only way we change that culture is if the club suffers, because that's the only way that people will self police, and you know people who have the club's best interest at heart will stop the type of behaviour that we're talking about. Um, from happening and becoming and and remaining a part of the culture. And the other thing then is the idea of these appeals and from going from one extreme of a like a fairly like the type of suspension that you think for what we hear has happened is a reasonable number. You know, it's the the maximum allowed. It's one we've heard recently in, in Wexford and so on down to a nothing suspension, a suspension that is almost like it's it's. What is it? Two weeks? Like two weeks isn't even you know two games. Two games. Okay, right. Okay, yeah. So it is a a small suspension, but you know that will pass. It won't be a memorable 
uh, time of reflection away to think about what you've done. You know, so like that is that's a, a, a culture issue in the GEA as well that we have to seriously consider that it is too easy to reduce um, bans from something that is actually going to make a difference to something that is just the price of doing business for bad behaviour. Yeah, and uh, as Richie mentioned, Castle Bar have called for the suspension of the Under-17 Championship after Westport were reinstated, which I think is, again, understandable. Like They will have to play Westport now after an incident like that happening, yeah. uh, which really shouldn't happen. Uh, but I'm sure there'll be lots more and we'll get more info on that over the coming days. Uh, there is, yet again, Richie, we're probably right in the height of it now, live football every day of the week. I'm watching Arsenal here in the Europa League, yeah. a couple of Premier League matches as well. Yeah, Arsenal can secure a place in the knockout phase of the Europa League with two games to spare this evening. They're into the second half at the Emirates, just past the hour mark. In fact, still goalless between themselves and PSV Eindhoven. A point for Leicester at home to Leeds tonight. We'll see them move off the foot of the Premier League table while under pressure Steven Gerrard takes his Aston Villa sides to Fulham. Elsewhere, the Republic of Ireland under-17s have begun their European Championship qualifying campaign with a comfortable victory. They beat Armenia by four goals to nil this evening in Sarpspor. Next up for Colin O'Brien's side is a meeting with Belarus on Sunday. And Chelsea are away to Paris Saint-Germain tonight in the Women's Champions League. There's an 8pm start in the French capital. Elsewhere in their group, Real Madrid are 2-0 up away to Vlasnia and there are 11 minutes to go in that one. Ronaldo sells shirts for now. That's why he's untouchable, says Conor Blackrock. Has that not been talked Can we about? Debunk in, that one. You don't make. That's not how you make the money. Like the deal is done with who's is it? Adidas make their jerseys now. Uh, Adidas make their jerseys. So it's yeah. not per jersey that they make their money. They okay. get the money up front, and then Adidas make the money. Am I right in saying that, Richie? I know. I'm sure all these deals Pretty are much. different. All, all the deals are different, yeah, uh, but mo- most of them are dependent on the massive upfront payments that Adidas or Nike or whomever else uh, will generate. And I'm sure Adidas, who don't have any stake in the Cristiano Ronaldo brand, that being Nike, I believe, uh, wouldn't care less whether or not he's there or not. Um, they've m- they're paid their money to Manchester United. United have made their money from Adidas regardless. Yeah. And they're going to sell like it's Manchester United. It's hardly as if they're going to take a massive hit on jerseys well, just because one player isn't there. Yeah, but the only thing it is more nuanced than that, right? So forget about the actual jersey sales, right? That's a non-issue. Ronaldo brought a relevance of kids back to Manchester United that has been gone. Nathan, you've got you know young boys like uh, I. I'm not, not not someone at that age, but I've talked to friends of mine. United aren't really a thing anymore with kids or at least weren't as of a couple no. of years ago I remember talking to a friend of mine we went to the to the Roy Keane Gary Neville show a couple of years, and, and he was saying like none of the kids in their kids class support Man United it's just not a thing Ronaldo brought that back a little bit because oh, yeah, no, it's, I have it's, a, it's, a Ronaldo jersey in my house yeah there you go outrageous but it, it, that is just that is the thing at the moment you well, see a I lot of Paris Saint-Germain jerseys walking when you walk around because of Neymar and Mbappe and Messi like I don't know if you're necessarily a PSG fan United need that they need they need a marquee and hopefully like I mean I'd imagine it's going to be someone other than Ronaldo in time but at the moment he is the one but does that actually touch on maybe the bigger picture from Ronaldo's point of view here that he is a global superstar so yes for Manchester United supporters for fans of the English Premier League who watch it religiously they will look at this and go Ronaldo's completely out of order it's ridiculous he's 37 his talents are waning he doesn't deserve to be in the team he can't play a high press game uh, under Ten Hag whereas for 90% of the world though Richie they just know Cristiano Ronaldo the legend the greatest player of all time yeah. And they dip in and out and they go, well, this, this guy can't be on the bench. This guy can't be a substitute. He's dead right to a, storm out. 
yeah, there is a lot of that. And you see it on social media, especially um, as as wrongheaded as it might be. But as you know, if he is and he and he certainly does see himself as a brand, then he's doing his own brand a massive yeah, disservice, true, yeah. and he's and he's punishing it with his actions because. That's like sitting on the bench with an earring showing no interest in the game and walking off at two minutes But maybe it doesn't do his brand any any damage because maybe he's saying, I am well, bigger like, than Manchester well, United. Well, 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 ultimately, the point, the, the problem with Ronaldo was that, was that they couldn't find a suitable, as Mick mentioned there, they couldn't find a suitable buyer for him in the summer. And that plays into the ego, which is that a 37-year-old needs to have a realistic, regardless of their you know past achievements and accomplishments and abilities, they need to have a realistic sense of where they are in the current marketplace. And he can't command the same type of wages he's at at Manchester United literally anywhere else. So that's why they've been stuck with him for six months and this situation has generated itself. is because he's no... If he does see himself as a brand, he clearly doesn't know the best way to put that forward at the moment because the brand isn't the same as what it was 10, 12 years ago when he was in his pomp at Real Madrid. It's severely diminished anyway. And this doesn't do him, or indeed, again, and I hate saying it in football terms, his brand any favours whatsoever. Because wherever he goes to next is going to be a step down, because all of the top clubs around Europe have more or less said that they've they've no interest in him, and no sensible one would at this stage. Um, he's got a World Cup to prove himself, and he'll probably sabotage Portugal's chances there more than anything else. And from 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 January onwards, like where is he going to be? The Middle East, America, and he'll care. I can sympathise with him, Mick. You know, I went out after work last night with the mindset of a twenty-five-year-old, not realising I was a forty-year-old. Yeah, you, know, you can you can trick yourself into thinking, you know, you're still a young man. You're leaving out the part where the kids uh, arrived in arrived in absolutely no problem with the, today. Uh, Beaming, beaming, you would almost they? say, they yeah. Were, well, I, 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 I didn't see them. The but, young uh, folk were able to arrive in for work for seven a.m. this morning, from, where I cruise in around four o'clock. Absolutely dying. Yeah. The young folk friend. Of course, I was in here because uh, you know some of us had to go go to work when uh, the, the oh, shin, his secret go. shindig was happening. Yeah. Uh, after what he did against Ireland, he shouldn't have been taken off early in the last game. There were they were chances he probably would have taken. I don't know if you compare the Ireland yeah, game so, to a Premier League game uh, and a year later. Where he's <laughs> well, a year yeah, older. yeah. I suppose the point is Ronaldo's always Ronaldo on He'll the pitch. You've always got a chance. You've always got a chance as long as Ronaldo's on pitch. Uh, what else you got for us, Richie? Uh, CJ Cup ongoing decent enough start for Rory McIlroy he is uh, currently just a shot off the lead actually now he's picked up another birdie he's 5 under par with 3 to play of his opening round in South Carolina Shane Lowry going well himself 3 under playing the last hole there and Seamus Power has made a decent enough start too he's 2 under par through his first 8 holes uh, there is currently a 3 wait no 2 way tie for the lead at the moment Trey Mullinax and his American compatriot Gary Woodland uh, lead there on six under par. I'm surprised this isn't the top story, Richie. In my heart it was. I'm sure In it was. In my heart it was. Tell us. Yeah. Keith Buckley will return as Bohemian's captain next season. The midfielder has signed a three-year contract following his year away travelling. New Bowes manager Declan Devine was officially unveiled today and he spoke to our Stephen Doyle. The interview is up online on our social channels and Devine admits vast improvements need to be made on the pitch. Some of the games that I've watched, we, we, we have been... Let's be honest, we have been a bit soft at times. Um, we haven't scored enough goals, conceded too many goals. But again, look, everybody gets a chance. I, I'm not here. Uh, the only thing I want here is people that want to be here, um, people that want to work hard. And if we can do that over the coming weeks, I'll certainly, there's players here that excite me. There's players that I really want to work with. Been very unfortunate with injuries. Uh, 
but we got to now add to the squad, bring in people that are going to drive this this club on, and I'm looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, that is Declan Devine. Uh, Richie, uh, tell the nation why you love Keith Buckley so much. Uh, he will tackle you. <laughs> Whether the ball's there or not. Whether the ball's there. No, there's, um, there's, there's, there's been a very tangible loss of Keith Buckley in the heart of the Bohemians midfield um, this season. Um, it's a sense of drive has gone from the side a sense of on-field leadership has gone um, that sense that a game is never lost no matter what period you're in it um, that's back when he returns which is which is a massive thing to, to re-inject into a side and to know that he'll be there for three years as well and as, as Devine mentioned there there are some players obviously that are at the club on, on multi-year deals that will return next year too and you would hope that with a couple more additions a few more additions let's be probably honest uh, they can challenge again next season, but like Divine has challenge a huge for what, job in his hands. Uh, challenge, for, we'll be back in contention for one of the cups, certainly, and to to try and crack that top three and get European football. That's got to be a realistic aim because I don't think, looking at this league this year, especially uh, with a good preseason and with a good start of the season, I don't think they necessarily need to be far away from the likes of the Dundalk, who aren't where they were a couple of years ago, to St. Pat's, who've shown what they can do in terms of improvements made on the field in the past couple of years under Stephen O'Donnell and latterly Tim Clancy. Like, the, that that duo, particularly in Sligo, that, that's where you need to be aiming to break from. Derry and, and, and Rovers are going to be, I think, ahead of everybody for the next couple of years. But there's no reason to think that you can't be aiming for third place, certainly in the league. Best of the rest. We, we get you, Richie. We get you. Listen, uh, Arsenal just got a great goal. Granit Xhaka. Uh, volley from the edge of the area smashed it into the ground comeback player of the year they, had that in they should have that they yeah, should have good different one. types but they used to have that in golf and I think then they had to get rid of it when Steve Stricker won it twice yeah it's a very American one actually yeah they were um, it's it's in all the, the American professional sports but I think that's that's not a bad one actually you know uh, can I just say one more thing on Ronaldo before we leave here we go do you think it's a coincidence that uh, Manchester United after years of calamity had this brilliant performance against Spurs. Everybody's talking about how good they are. They're celebrating in the dressing room. Things look like they're finally turning. And here we are talking about the calamity of Manchester United because of one Cristiano Ronaldo and his inability to stay out of the news. What's your point? My point is that Ronaldo's almost could, could be the last vestige of the 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 banter years of Manchester United. As you, soon you, as they think since they ship him off in January, the worry is for non Manchester United fans that they could be back, yeah. Well, there you have it, Manchester fans. Oh, by the way, by the way, I've had a te- I've had a, I've had a, a message from somebody who would know about these things in terms of jersey sales and, and all that kind of thing, uh, saying <clears throat> a lot of kit deals do include performance and sales clauses. So Ronaldo may be a Nike athlete, but his name shifts out of jerseys, ticket sales, etc. Hence, why his face are on the launches and ads, etc. So most contracts are not upfront payments, um, even other deals. Uh, kind of include sales clauses and reaching different phases of competitions etc etc so uh, that shows us really. he is a valuable asset for the club I think that's I, I, I think we all accepted yeah. that I think yeah. it was just particularly on the uh, jersey sales I think we're done Richie thank you as always nice and lads uh, Mick thank you you'll be back in a while I'm sure Thanks, Villa, Villa live tonight we could have a full scale Mick meltdown stay with us all the way till 10 leave me alone <laughs>